This episode of The Way Home Podcast is brought to you by Christ-Centered Parenting, a six-week video curriculum from ERLC and LifeWay. For more information, visit LifeWay.com. How can parents effectively communicate the truths of Scripture in a way that is lasting for their children? How can they be intentional about passing on the gospel? Well, today I'm joined by my good friend, Brian Dembozik, who is the managing editor of The Gospel Project, which is a Bible study curriculum used by over one million people. Most importantly, Brian's the author of a series of resources that are really helpful for families. They're called Cornerstones, 200 Questions and Answers to Teach Truth. This is a really convenient tool uh, that we're using in our family. One is a colorful children's book that has questions and answers about the Bible written in a way that kids can understand. And then there's a more substantive parent's guide that has those same questions, but answers that are a little bit more robust for parents to to read and digest and be able to pass on to their children. So Brian joined me today to talk just some practical ways that parents, teachers, influencers can communicate the Bible to the next generation. Well, I'm glad to have Brian Dembozik from... Lifeway Christian Resources here on the podcast. We're excited because we're talking about a great new resource that he has been working on called Cornerstones. So you want to kind of explain this project and what motivated you to start start doing this? Yeah, this is um this is a, a project that has been really in development for probably about ten years uh, because it really goes way back to when we first had our our first son. He mm-hmm. is now going to be thirteen. And uh, really looking for a way to disciple him well. Mm. And in seminary, I had heard about uh, the, the, how the early church used catechisms to train new believers and just really fell in love with that idea. And so I, I started looking for something to use and couldn't find anything. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of developed my own. And uh, in that time, probably had about maybe 90 or 100 questions or so. And use it with my oldest son. We have two more children now mm-hmm. and have used it for the last 10 years or so and just really have seen how it has been effective for my family, for my kids. And we call it the questions time. We don't call it catechism. We call it the questions. Yeah. And uh, just been a really fun time around the dinner table. And so when I got to, to Lifeway about three years ago, I took this idea and shared it with some of my friends over in, in the B&H publishing team. And, and uh, they came back about a year and a half or so ago and said, hey, we want to move forward with this. Um, and they just took it to the next level. Yeah. And so what we want, what we want to do is we want to expand it to about 200 questions, and we want to have a supplemental parent guide, a completely different book mm-hmm. for parents to kind of teach them and help them understand the undergirding ideas underneath these questions. And so Cornerstones, these two books, so there's Cornerstones, 200 Questions uh, for Kids, mm-hmm. and then the Cornerstones Parent Guide companion piece that... Man, I'm really excited. We'll uh, equip parents and families well. You know, this is this really excites me because you know we we have four kids and our oldest is also 13. And then one of the things we just really enjoy doing, and we've done really since our kids have have been born. But you know, now the, you know they're our youngest is six, so they're all at an age where we can sit around. They can all you know they all can read. Uh, we can talk and have great, great discussions about the Bible. But we, we do that. I mean, we'll either do it at breakfast, you know, before they go to school, or we'll do it at dinner or sometimes both. And I have to say, just to have resources 
for parents to be just as a catalyst for these discussions and really in an organized way like you have it. And I think one of the things that really keeps Christian parents from being, you know, intentionally discipling their kids or catechizing them is, I think, intimidation, right? Uh, You and I went to seminary. We're not the norm. You know, we're kind of the weird people that went to seminary and work in ministry. Uh, Most Christian parents didn't. And I think there's a kind of a intimidation, like, man, I can't, I can't disciple my kids. I don't know, you know, what I think I need to know. And really, these resources make it easy for parents to do that, right? Yeah, Dan, I, I completely agree, and that's my heart. Um, I remember when before I came to Life, I was in church ministry for about seventeen years, mm-hmm. and pretty much every role but worship. And uh, I, I mean, I, I, I shook my bony finger at, at parents, proverbial, you know, yeah. And said, hey, you guys need to be discipling your, your yeah. kids. And, you know, at some point, I think God convicted me of what you were expressing. It's easy for me to say that. Mm-hmm. But putting myself in the shoes of the average parent who says, man, I want to do this. I understand that God's design is for me to do this. I desire to do it, but I don't know where to start. And so that is my heart, is to give them a resource that is approachable for them. Mm-hmm. That, as you said, it, it's, it's, it gives some structure because the other thing is if we just kind of shoot in the dark and just hit or miss, it, it's not going to be effective. Exactly. You need some, you need some kind of, of structure, but you don't want to overstructure it. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that this kind of lands in that sweet spot, uh, giving them a framework, but giving them the freedom to talk about it and just be natural and have conversations with their kids about how glorious God is. One of the things I like about this is there's a kid's version you know, that has the questions and short answers for kids, and it's very... Uh, well illustrated, you know, it's a kids book, beautifully done. Uh, so the kids really, you know, can can have this as a resource for themselves. But then this parent guide uh, is a really robust book that you know has got two hundred questions and answers. What I like about it is each each question has you know a blog post worth of of content. So it's not overwhelming, right? It's not like parents have to sit down and read you know systematic theology by Grudem exactly. every morning. Because they have that on their nightstand. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's something that they could do, and it's really solid truth. And, and that, that's what I was aiming for. I'm, I'm aiming for something that gives them the content they need to give them the confidence and encouragement and the excitement. You know, we we know that teaching is always from the, should be from the overflow of our hearts, the best mm-hmm. teaching. And that's what I want parents to be. I want them to be excited about what they're rubbing shoulders with and then bring that to bear in conversations with their kids. But at the same time, I want to be approachable for them. I don't want to be intimidating. I don't want them to have to grab Grudem and, and read long mm-hmm. chapters. So these bite-sized morsels for them, but giving them what I hope is enough depth and substance to be confident about what they're talking about. One of the things I really like about this as I'm looking through this parent guide is the way that you divide up the series of questions. Mm-hmm. It really is like systematic theology without people knowing it. It is. And one thing that's really awesome about this, and I've learned as a as a parent, that you you learn the Bible by teaching, you know, so you're forced to teach. So parents will also learn as they go through this, right? Yeah. But, but I think of the question, you know, that you, you have questions about God, questions about uh, creation, about sin, about Jesus, uh, salvation, the Bible, all these things. So you can imagine parents kind of even just using this as a guide for their family worship or their devotions, and kind of going through it through the yeah. year, right? Yeah, and it kind of moves in a progression. I think the best way mm-hmm. to do it is start from question one and go straight through. Yeah. 
because it builds on itself. As you can see, you start with God and this big idea of, well, who is God? What is God like? And then we add creation. Okay, why did he create everything? And then, of course, we get to sin, how we messed everything up. And then it starts moving toward that plan of redemption. Um, and it ends with discipleship. What does it look like to be a follower of Christ? Uh-huh. And so I think it works best if a parent just kind of takes and walks through it in that order and unpacks this beautiful story of Scripture, which, of course, I'm biased toward working with the Gospel Project, right? Uh, but to understand this big meta-narrative of what God is Absolutely. doing. So I think it, it can really work well from that context, as you're talking about, for, for family worship. Um, and again, I, I think one of the biggest wins would be the informal times, not around the dinner time or breakfast like uh-huh. you use. Man, when you're driving to school... And that conversation just comes up for some reason, and you're talking about the ways of God. Oh, yeah. That's the heartbeat of Deuteronomy 6. Or questions, you know. I like that it's formatted in the form of questions, because, you know, on the one hand, you can do it as, you could use this as a resource, you know, in a systematic way as you go through family worship. But also, as questions arise, I mean, you could you can go and use this as a resource when your kid asks a question. Kids will ask questions. Yep all the time that will just blow your mind, like, what is this? Or why does God do that? Or does this happen? And to be able to go back there and say, you know, let's let's see. Let's let's see what the Bible says. Uh, is really helpful, and I'm, you know, glad that you've done the work to help parents this way. Well, Dan, I think that really, really hits on why this can be so effective. Why I've seen it so effective in, in the lives of my kids, because you said kids are naturally inquisitive. We know, mm-hmm. as dads, we know they ask tons of questions. Yeah. Sometimes we think they ask too many questions. Yes. <laughs> But they're always, and it's how they work. And they want answers. They want those bite-sized answers. Mm-hmm. And I, my wife ca- calls me on it all the time because, like, my kid will ask me a pretty simple question. And I'll start giving this long, yes. convoluted answer. Big words. And yeah, she's, and she's like, like um... just answer the question simply. <laughs> so I think that's why this works. It gives kids these hangers. Okay, yeah. here's a simple question. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the answer. Now, here's the next question, and here's the answer. Yeah. And so it gives them this, this framework that just resonates with them deeply. And then again, as parents, as you're saying, man, they ask that question, we can flip to that that question and answer in the book and say, hey, let's read this together. And again, it, it's that self-contained unit that you can think of an accordion. You can expand it or contract mm-hmm. as, as needed. It seems so important to for parents to really be intentional about catechizing our kids, discipling our kids, just because... I think there's a tendency sometimes for Christian parents to kind of assume that our kids will just know theology and know the Bible and know what they believe, but we really can't assume that, right? No, and I think that is, that's the mistake I think I made when I was, well, I don't think, I know I made this mistake when I was in ministry, um, either working with family ministry or, mm-hmm. or as a pastor. I, I made the mistake of thinking, all right, when I'm teaching to you as a parent, will trickle down, that you will understand how to take that mm-hmm. and make it fit the context for your kids. Mm-hmm. And that's a mistake that I made on my part. I think some parents can do that. I think some parents can naturally take, I, you know, my pastor preached on this Sunday, and mm-hmm. I can take that and, and, and explain it to my kids and have a great conversation. But I think most parents aren't able to make that step because it's not an easy step to make. Right. Um, it's not intuitive of a lot of times. How do we take these weighty truths that our pastor's feeding us that our small group's talking about even. Mm-hmm. And how can I take those weighty truths and bring them down to a level an eight-year-old understands, for example? Absolutely. And it's so, a hard thing to do, I mean, to teach is. kids. And and honestly, what's great about resources like this is that, you know, parents are busy. You know, we're all busy people. And, you know, I think part of the reason parents, you know, we, we can fall out of the 
the habit of doing family devotions or family worship is you think, okay, what are we going to come up with this time? Well, when you have a book like this, you don't even have to really think about it till you do it and you pull it off the shelf and just go through it and just you know, go, hey, what's next? What's the next question? And just kind of walking through that. And uh, it can be a really rich time. I know for us, it's a really rich time as a family together talking about these things. And that's for us. I, I think a lot of families, when they think of family dis- devotions, they they take what they experience in, in worship on a Sunday, for example, and they say, all right, I've got to do that. I've got to replicate that in my home. And so they tend to make it this, this really um, robust, almost cumbersome time with the family of, all right, I've got to have uh, deep prayer. I've got to have something that sounds like preaching. I've got to do this musical worship and so forth. And they may be able to do that a time or two, but then they quickly run out of steam because it just they just have too much expectations on themselves. And so my heart is, no, parents, families, start simple. Start As you were saying, Dan, just, just grab the book, just go through a couple questions. If you get two, through two questions, great. If you get mm-hmm. through 10, wonderful. But just go through these questions together, pray together, mm-hmm. and, and call that a family devotion mm-hmm. and, and build on that. And then maybe in time, you can add other elements and layer in some Bible reading and so forth. Mm -hmm. But my thinking is, man, if we can build some wins and then build from those wins as families, that's positioning us in the the place we need to be. I also think it's a great way of discipling each other, you know? So not all families come to the church, you know, having grown up in the church. So they're new believers. They don't really know a, a ton about the Bible. You know, this is written in such a way that a family like that, a dad who's a new Christian or a mom who's a new Christian or maybe a single mom or someone who's really busy can take this and walk through it with their kids, but also walk through it themselves and really get a solid grasp of what it means to be a Christian. And it really seems, you know, uh, that this could be a just a, a broad discipleship tool as well. Yeah, I, I really believe that um, the, the parent guide, for example, I, I see that happening, I'm, mm-hmm. and I, I'm praying for that. I, I'm praying that I hear from from parents who read through that in preparation to help their kids, and and they contact me and say, man, I'm growing. I'm learning things. I'm being discipled as as I'm rubbing shoulders with these these core truths of the faith. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if if that's a book that could be usable for new believers yeah, that, that outside of the family context. It has some family language in it, but yeah. um, it really, I mean, the truths that are talked about there really for a new believer to say, hey, I'm getting my, my arms around what it means to follow Christ. I really am praying that it has the potential impact to help out in that regard. What would you say to families that say, you know, I take my kids to Sunday school and we take them to Awana clubs or youth group or w- whatever our church has, you know, why do I have to why do I have to do this at home? You know, they're already getting enough Bible for the week. You know, what's what's the point of of doing yeah. this? You know, I the 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 church answer is to take them to Deuteronomy six and say it's not the church's role to disciple your kids; it's yours. Mm-hmm. God's heart, God's plan is for you to disciple your kids. That's the church answer. I mean, it's true; it's correct, of course. But I don't want to press under that. I, I'd want I'd want that parent to understand not only the responsibility that God has given us, but the privilege. Mm-hmm that we have this this critical role to play to disciple our kids to 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 declare to them mm-hmm. the beauty of the gospel to declare to them the glory of god uh, to be in awe with mm. each other as we sit down and contemplate the weightiness of god that's a privilege he's given us 
And I want my kids' hearts to be stamped with the gospel, and I want them to connect that to their mom and dad. I want them to understand that their parents, what they're learning about the gospel, they've seen in their parents, that they've seen their parents talk about the, this, mm-hmm. these truths, that they've seen their parents love Christ, and imperfectly, of course. Uh, but I want them, my kids, to see how their mom and dad, how this mattered to them, because I really believe that will stamp it on their hearts more deeply mm-hmm. than a church will. I want the church to come. I need the church to come alongside. Dan, you and I, again, we've been in this seminary. I think we are capable of discipling our kids well on our own, but I think we would both echo, but we don't want to do it on our own. It's mm-hmm. not best for us to be doing it on our own. We need the church to echo. We need the church to yeah. be reverberating these truths in the home, especially as our kids. I, I agree with that. I mean, I think um, we need both. You know, We need to raise our kids in community, I, I think. Uh, the more I parent, the older my kids get. I need the other parents in my church community who are maybe a couple laps ahead of me to say, here's how we did this. Or I just have the encouragement of other parents to know, like, you're not alone in this. Uh, we're, we're going through the same issues and problems. And I've also observed, and I, I don't know if you found this too, that as much as we do as parents, as intentional as we are, Sometimes God brings another voice into our kids' lives that can reinforce what we're saying or maybe have an influence that where we didn't have. And I also think, too, about those kids who maybe don't have parents that are believers. So they come into the church, and that that is their only exposure. And, and you have many testimonies of people like their aunt brought them or their neighbor brought them, and they became a Christian, and that yeah, and I think you and I will be able to fast forward a couple of years and realize, you know, our oldest kids are the same age, yes. teenage, between teen yes. years, and uh, we know that they're starting to get to that point of thinking we're we're no longer the smartest people in the world. Right. We're I'm I'm almost there. We're, we're starting to be, become dumbheads. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I'm I think we're going to see this greater need for the church to be saying. What we're trying to say at home, mm-hmm. but they're gonna, our kids are gonna start listening to others a little bit more, right? And they'll come back around. I did it, you know, yeah. college and beyond. You start saying, maybe my parents weren't as dumb as I thought they were. Yeah, my parents get smarter every every exactly. year. I get older. It's yes. funny how that works. So that's another reason why we just need that God in His in His brilliance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's His nature. I mean, the Triune God. Right. He, he's in this this beautiful relationship within Himself. And he created us for that same purpose, that mm. we need community. Mm. So it needs to happen in the home. We as parents have got to prioritize this and just really show our kids the the, the beauty of the gospel, the reality of the gospel, but then we need the church coming alongside echoing. And, and we this, God's plan is that it's a beautiful it, community. You know, this this resource can also be good for, for teens, I think, is one of the things, research you find, that kids who stay in the faith were allowed to ask questions. He had an environment in their home where they can ask questions that, and you know, it was okay to ask. It was a safe place to ask questions. And the fact that this is kind of engineered around questions seems to me that it would work for for that age group as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, the sweet spot of this is probably grade school. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of who we wrote it for and designed it for. Mm-hmm. Um, I use it with my preschooler. We we use it with him. Just ask him some of the easier questions, yeah. of course. Uh, but it could it could go past that. It could go into teenage years, especially the parent guide. You, you know, right. you, I wouldn't be afraid to give us a fifteen year old the parent guide, right? And for they example. can read through it, yeah, yeah. Or, or have their questions answered. I like this too because if you think about, you think back to the Reformation, right? how the Reformation really took hold, it was 
yes, it was Luther and Calvin and Zwingli and all those guys, but they say that it was really happening in the homes, right? Yeah. When they were developing catechisms, that parents were teaching their kids the Bible and singing together. So this seems like in line with that kind of historic Christian tradition, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's the nucleus of our churches, and it's the nucleus of our communities. Yeah. And when our when our families are healthy, when they're vibrant, when they're gospel-centered, then we have healthy churches, and that translates to communities that are impacted by the gospel. Mm-hmm. When our families are not healthy, when they're not gospel-centered, our churches suffer and our communities suffer as well. So God's plan is for the family, that, that basic nucleus... Um, to be that important. And it's why I think we, um, as parents and we as the church, have got to pour into families and parents as much as we can. Mm. That's really good. Well, man, I'm, I really like this resource. It's called Cornerstones, Questions and Answers to Teach Truth by Brian DeBozik and published by B&H. It's got this great parent guide and then this great kids book. So I really encourage people to get this for their families, but pastors and church leaders who are thinking of really putting tools in the hands of their parents. I think this is really important. You know, one of the roles we have as as pastors is to curate these things that maybe our parents aren't aware of all the good stuff out there and we can kind of hand them and say, hey, this is a really good tool. So I really encourage them to do that. But thank, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Dan. Really enjoyed it. If you're a parent, as I am, undoubtedly you're facing questions about how to explain issues like sexuality and gender and technology and race and identity to your kids. It seems like the world in which we're raising our kids has gotten a little bit different than the world in which our parents raised us. How do we tackle these important questions and train up our kids to love Jesus and love the Word and to live on mission in their day? Well, the ERLC and Lifeway Christian Resources has teamed together to bring you Christ-Centered Parenting. This is a unique six-week video curriculum that is specifically designed to help parents, youth pastors, anyone in a position of influence over children to really help answer those difficult questions that our kids have. We brought together experts from around the country, including Bible teacher Jen Wilkin, Pastor Ray Ortland, Dr. Russell Moore, Trillia Newbell, and many others to sit around a table and to really think through some of these difficult and important questions. It also comes with a very comprehensive study guide that is age-graded for each level of your child's development. So I encourage you to check out Christ-Centered Parenting from ERLC and Lifeway. You can go to lifeway.com or your nearest Lifeway Christian store to purchase your copy today. Thank you for listening to The Way Home Podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please let us know by writing a review on iTunes. You can catch previous episodes on danieldarling.com. The Way Home is produced by Gary Lancaster and scheduling by Marie Delph. The Way Home is a production of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention.